From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Servant selling. It's one of my favorite terms. One of the things that we embrace and we capture and communicate and talk about at Southwestern Consulting all the time. Part of our our, our whole reason for existing is, is we want to change the way the world thinks about selling. And so there is this, this collision of sales and service that is becoming really important. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, sales and service and sort of the, the amalgamation of the two. Uh, becoming one, and we have one of the best service experts in the world to talk. Uh, uh, really, uh, part of some good friends of ours, and I think you're gonna you're gonna love it. But specifically, we're gonna talk about using customer intelligence, gathering information about our prospects and our customers that we can use to really make them feel special, to really go the extra mile, to show them that we care, to love on them and appreciate them, and also to separate us from everyone else that they are doing business with. It's an important opportunity to create differentiation and distinction in your brand. So we're talking about servant selling with customer intelligence. I feel confident you're going to love it. It's going to help you make more friends and make more sales. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, I'm going to give you a how-to action plan at the end of the show. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. One of my favorite guests is a good friend of mine, John DeJulius from the DeJulius Group. You know, we've we've had him on a couple of times because we are actually students of his and clients of his and his team. And today we have his senior customer experience consultant. His name is Dave Murray. And Dave is a speaker. He's an expert on customer experience. He works with John's uh, uh, team, kind of leads that group and works with a lot of the, the client implementation and uh, is just really a great speaker and a great guy. And he actually, sort of an interesting story, he was a client first. He used to work at the Cleveland with the Cleveland Indians and worked with the DeJulius group and then over time left and ended up joining the joining the mission. And so uh, obviously this is something that is a, is a hot topic, customer experience, uh, servant selling, as we call it for salespeople. And so it uh, made sense to have Dave on the show. So Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, man. So, I mean, 20 years uh, of of experience for you in customer service, marketing, sales. I know that previous to what you were doing now, you were kind of more in like the sports and kind of entertainment uh, world. Um, and what 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 led you to kind of switch over into teaching and and, and training full time? 
Well, it's interesting. Uh, I was in sports entertainment for the the majority of my career. And towards the end of my career with the Indians, I started doing more speaking, although it was it was primarily internal to the 200 or so fellow employees I had at the Indians uh, because of some committees that I was on. So it really wasn't part of my primary job function. It was just a, an opportunity to, to lead some discussions and some value-add things that we were doing as an organization. And I found that I, I liked it. And I enjoyed doing it and, and, and felt good about what I was doing. So quite honestly, that, that made my decision all that much easier when, mm-hmm. when John and I did have the conversation in 2013. As you mentioned, I was a, a client of John's for uh, about five years, starting in 2008 through 2013. So when, when John and I had the conversation about the growth of the DeJulius Group and, and needing to expand and needing some help to maintain their level of service they were providing to clients, it made my decision that much easier because uh, I, I kind of had a, a feeling for what I was jumping into and, and knew that I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So tell me the difference, because uh, uh, it's been a while since John has been on the show, and I I talk about it a fair bit about Secret Service just because of how much we love you guys. But for, for somebody that's maybe getting exposed to this the first time, can you just explain what the difference is between what most people call customer service and what you all refer to as Secret Service? Absolutely. And, and I love Secret Service. I loved it when I was a client. Uh, because I, one of my functions at the Indians was to oversee uh, an in and outbound um, call center. And so I loved Secret Service because it's all about customer intelligence. And it's really, if you think about it, it's, it's about making your, your folks, your employees, detectives. They're out there seeking that information. Because what Secret Service is really all about is it, it's taking customer service to the next level. It's, it's being in the moment. It's focusing on what you're your customer is saying and and trying to gather some customer intelligence that you can use either in that same interaction or maybe record record somewhere in a CRM and and have access to it later so you can surprise and delight by by knowing information about them it obviously is a great way to build better rapport and to build a better long-term relationship so that that's really what it's all about and what happens, and, and I work with so many companies now, and, and whether they're whether they're a, a sales force that's on the road or a sales force that is in a a call center environment, and and big companies too, Anytime Fitness, Carnival, Cruise Lines, Travel Centers of America. I know you guys. I mean, I know you guys have done speaking for like Starbucks and Ritz Carlton and Disney. I mean, you guys work with big big time names. Yeah, and and they're they're either in front of or on the phone with a lot of people during the course of their day representing the brand. And what we find is if when organizations are not focused on secret service, if if it stops at just providing good customer service and doesn't go into secret service, what happens is the natural tendency in and we all do this from time to time is we become too transactional, right? We and hmm. especially in the call center world, we we kind of set our employees up for this because we have all these efficiencies that we need to follow as far as time of call, the amount of calls you take in your shift, all those things, we're, we're actually setting up metrics that that force our folks to, to do less uh, And when it comes to building that relationship. So uh, Secret Service really takes it to the next level and, and really requires our folks to, to focus on the conversations that they're having, to look for information that can, that can help build rapport and be useful, and, and hopefully record it somewhere if we have a CRM system in place. And so it's usable by the next person or even by us for, on the next phone call. Mm-hmm. Well, and and 
the the transactional thing is interesting yeah because you, you you get into systems and you start paying less attention to people and i think one of the ways that john described it to me is he said you know if, if it's mother's day um you know or valentine's day if every woman comes in and you give them a rose that's good customer service but it's not secret service because it's not hyper specific to that customer um, secret service is kind of going and knowing that uh, you know somebody went to whatever they went to the University of Tennessee and you give them a University of Tennessee mug or you remember the name of their kids or their dog or random almost like random pieces of information what we would refer to as golden nuggets at Southwestern um, that like a stranger wouldn't normally know and in bringing those into the service process so does that kind of does that is that accurate? Is that good? Yes, recap? absolutely. We, we like to say we refer to it as "show me, you know me," and, right? Ah. And so you can you can use those platitudes on anybody, but when you really dig deep and, and say something that's personalized to me, that that sends a different message to that customer. And you know, quite honestly, it's as simple as making sure our folks are taking the time to pay attention. I'll give you a great example because we do this all the time in, in our business, and some of our clients do it as well. A very common scenario would be maybe a salesperson to have a, a, a weekly phone call or a, a, a bi-monthly phone call with the client, and they have a, they're having their call, and the client says, you know what, I can't do our next call, going on vacation, and, and here's the reaction that the salesperson has. Is it, awesome, where are you going, tell me more about it, or is it, okay, well, should we just focus on the following Wednesday? And all too often, it's just focusing on the next appointment, just focus on the next thing right. I need to do and not taking the client down that path and learning more. And, and we do it in our business all the time. If we're on the phone with the client and we hear that they're going somewhere on vacation, we go into, we go into uh, hyper-detective mode and we try and, uh, on the sly, find out where they're going, if they've been there before, where are they staying. And we one of the things we love to do is find out where they're staying and then send something to their room. So they show up to the room, they're a client of ours, and they have a fruit basket or a bottle of wine, whatever it is from us, and, and they're floored, and they have no idea how we got that information. All we were doing was paying attention to the conversation. Oh, that's so good. I mean, it's so simple and makes it makes such a big impact. And you're right. You just you're not even paying attention for it. Usually it's just like, oh gosh, okay, reschedule the call. Like we're so right. self-centered. In, in, in that, in that way, I've, I've never heard show me, you know, me, I've, I mean, I've heard John speak a dozen times. I've heard you speak like half a dozen times for whatever reason that has never registered with me. Like it just did show me, you know, me, I, I, I love it. So I want to talk about some of the trends here right now, because I think customer service used to kind of be like optional, <laughs> right? Yes. Good, good customer service. Uh, but now it's been customer experience for the last several years. Can you tell me just about what are some of the trends? How, how important is this? Um, why does it matter? Is it mattering more? Is it mattering less? Like just speak a little bit to the future because, you know, if I'm a small business owner, I'm listening to this, I'm going, gosh, like, I'm trying to manage cash flow, man. I'm trying to get sales up. I'm trying to hire good people. I'm trying to build some systems. I'm trying to have some work-life balance. And now it's like a uh, customer experience, like really? Um, so talk talk to us about the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. It, it, a lot of people look at it as another thing on my to-do list. And I also see there's a lot of organizations out there that see the customer experience or the service that they're providing uh, as an expense as opposed uh, to an investment in their organization, which it really, really is. And, and the reality is this. Um, with with the way people are price sensitive today and the way um, our economy is going, 
the service you provide, that experience that you're giving your your customer is really the the one true way you have to differentiate yourself from your competition if you think about it. So many companies are are starting up and can do the same thing you can do, maybe find a better way to do it, a faster way to do it. And so really the the one thing that most organizations have to rely on is the way they are delivering the service to make them different Mm -hmm. from everybody else. And I I see more and more organizations realizing that. Um, It's great for us at the DeJulius Group. We're we're busier than ever because because companies want to set some systems in place so they are doing that on on a consistent level. Which is the next part of it? How do you once you realize what you need to do and how you can do it? How do you then deliver that consistently throughout your organization, between store to store, or between rep to rep, whatever it is? Uh, but you know, it, it truly is the one way that you can set yourself apart from all of your competition. Mm-hmm. That that is, uh, I think, as you were talking about that, it's so true because I was just thinking about like you know, in fast food, they're like it's like the ultimate commodity, right? Speed, efficiency, con- consistency, all that sort of stuff. But man, Chick Fil A, the reason you go there is not because that the only place that serves chicken sandwiches. Oh, they are good. Mm-hmm. It's their but their service is amazing, right? I remember, I don't remember who said this, and I think they're one of, they're one of your clients as well, Chick Fil A, but. Um, somebody said, you know, it's not that Chick-fil-A invented the chicken sandwich. They invented teenagers with manners. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's uh, so, it's so, so true. Well, um, one of the things that I've always appreciated about you guys is there's a lot more substance to what you do than just Hey, you should have customer service. Put a smile on your face, like uh, you know, say nice things, treat people well. Uh, you know, even doing secret service is as a next level. But you guys have an entire system that you come in and you embed into companies, and it starts with the service mission. And uh, you know, because when when we do, I, I know you guys are very much decidedly a service organization. We are very decidedly a sales organization. I think a lot of times we end up aligning and overlapping. And so we can share clients and stuff like that. But I mean, when we do the same thing with sales, we don't just say, Hey, you need to make more calls. We actually come in and we help them create the scripts, the tracking procedures, like you work on the incentive plans, the compensation for the team, how to hire the right person, blah, 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 blah. And you guys do the same thing with service. It's, it's very involved. So I want to talk a little bit about the system, and the first part of it is the service mission. So can you just help us understand what that is, why you need one, how to get one? Absolutely. So you're right. I think what sets us apart from other consultancies out there that that are working on service is that we do have a very specific methodology, and we also help with the discipline to get through it. So we're not coming in and, and providing a, a talk on service and then you go out and hope you can figure out how to do it. We, we have some systems in place that have been proven to work over time and are, are still out there working like, you know, some of the stuff we've done with Chick-fil-A that you mentioned and Starbucks and others. So we know it works. And, and that's one of the reasons I think that that people gravitate to us. But to, to speak to the service vision specifically, it, it is the first thing we do. It's, it's commandment number one. And for those that don't know, 
when John was doing um, his his research and, and really trying to to learn about service at the time, primarily for his own business, his first business, the John Roberts Spa and Salon here in in Cleveland, Ohio, which is um, a top twenty salon across the country, uh, which led to him starting the DeJulius Group and doing what we're doing today. Uh, when he was doing that research, he came up with what we call the Ten Commandments to providing a world-class customer experience. Number one mm-hmm. on that commandment is is a service vision. And, and just to clarify, that th- those Ten Commandments are the core framework behind the book "What's the Secret," which came out two thousand eight. But that's kind of been the signature sort of foundation that you guys operate off yes, of, right? I actually I call that our textbook for our consulting practice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so okay. it's, it starts with service vision. And what service vision does, what, why it's so important, there's a couple things. It, it, it gets everyone understanding the importance of service. It, it gets everyone singing from the, the same hymnal, as I like to say, right? So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we kind of have this, this new mantra towards service. Because in a lot of organizations, there might be some departments that are service-minded, but not everybody is. So it really gets the entire organization thinking about service in a different way. The other thing that's really, really important about a service vision is that unlike a mission statement or a purpose statement or even core values, which a lot of organizations have, when we come into an organization, we're not looking to necessarily replace anything or say the ways you've been doing things are all wrong, we need to do this. We're trying to come in there and supplement what is working and make everything better. And what what a service vision statement does is the most important piece about it is it's actionable. It, it creates action. So it's something that our employees can do to make that experience better. It's something they should focus on. And since it's actionable, when we are executing on our service vision statement on a regular basis, it helps us achieve things like our mission statement and our purpose statement. So what it does is it, it kind of cr- helps close the circle and and get us back to those overarching goals that we have as an organization. So we always say that the service vision statement is the what. It's the what we want our customers to feel. It's what we want our employees to be doing every single time. And during that process, we also come up with our pillars, which are kind of our our, our core values, and those those are the how. So when we're done with the service vision workshop, the the deliverable is having that organization's new customer service vision statement and also the pillars. So it's the what we want our our employees to be doing and the experience we want our customers to have. And the pillars are the how we get there. So can you give me an example of a give, give me an example of a crappy service vision and then like a good one? Well, you know, we like them. We like them to be short and memorable. And, and so actionable and actionable. Right. And, and sometimes service visions are, are too big. I'll give you an example. I'll get the, the, the Julius group. We have one ourselves and our original service vision was to change the world by creating fantastic customer service. So, right. To, to make the world uh, world-class customer service. That, that was our, that was our purpose or our, I'm sorry, our service vision statement. But eventually we realized it was too big. We can't do that every single time. So we changed it after doing some deliberation and, and going through our own workshop to, to be the best decision our clients make. 
So that gives that gives me a what every single time I'm on a phone call with a client, every single time that I'm in front of an audience, every single time I'm doing a workshop with, with a client of ours on the road somewhere. We want to make sure that we remove buyer's remorse from the equation. We want them, we want our clients to be saying, thank God we hire these guys because every time they come here, we get better and better. Right. So so a lot of times a first stab at a customer service vision statement, or if we go to an organization who who's created their own, we find that they're, they're too big. And it really needs to come down to a granular level that, that every employee in the organization can understand it and can understand what it means to me in my role, how I can execute on it. And, and that's what really makes a successful customer service vision statement, that, that everyone can act on it, everyone can get it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So... Um... I want to talk uh, now. Uh, well, I, actually, so I, I have I have one little last little piece that I want to talk to you about. So before we dive into that, though, you guys have an event coming up um, called the Secret Service Summit this year. You have David Horsager and you have Sally Hogshead and you have Vern Harnish, and we've had them all on the show, and they're great. And um, so you guys have Secret Service Summit coming up. Can you just talk a little bit about what it is and and where where do people go if they want to learn more about it? Absolutely. So the Secret Service Summit uh, is at the end of September, so the 29th and 30th here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and the weather is great that time of year. So I encourage everyone to, to check it out if you have not been here before. But the, the Secret Service Summit is great. It is so motivational. You, you will have employees attend this summit and they want to go back and, and kick doors down to make your customer experience better when they get back to the office. It's it's truly motivational. It's eye-opening. I, I have uh, the experience of being able to attend one uh, as an attendee. When I was a client of the DeJulius Group, some of the early years of the summit, I, I was an attendee. And now I've been to the last three as, as an employee and actually presenting from the main stage and conducting some breakouts. And it's it's so motivational. Uh, it, it's it's a fantastic two days. Um, we 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 basically guarantee that you will get something out of it to take back and, and make your business better. There, there's so much great information. You, you'll you'll walk out on information overload, but you will get something that you can you can take back and put into practice because because that's what it's all about: delivering better service. We have. So many great speakers. I'm proud to say that the Secret Service Summit has actually gained a reputation among speakers as being one of the best places that they go to as a speaker um, because mm-hmm. the way we treat them with Secret Service and you know practicing what we preach. So its reputation is fantastic. So again, it's the 29th and, and 30th of September in Cleveland. Uh, tickets are still available. There are some left. And the, the summit has its own website. It is secretservicesummit.com, where anyone can go on and get more information about the speakers that are coming. We also have Captain Charlie Plum, who's in the Speaker Hall of Fame. We mm-hmm. have Tim Gard this year as our hilarious. MC. Oh, he's the best. He's hilarious. Uh-huh. So it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. John always says. This one's going to be better than ever, and and he's always right. It, it, it's so good, but somehow it's always just a, a little bit better the next year. The other thing that's really cool about this that I really want to highlight, so you have some of those great speakers, but then you also have, and this is the coolest thing, you have like, uh, Ryan, I know Ryan's going to be there from Chick-fil-A. You have the actual people who have, you know, quote unquote, real jobs as cu- the customer experience 
uh, you know, a person who leads the customer experience for all of these different companies. So you have real life practitioners who come in and they speak about how they do it day in and day out. Uh, it's incredible. It's an incredible balance. It's really cool. Yeah, we 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 always want to make sure that we have what, what we refer to as brand executives, the people who are doing it, not just not just people who speak about it because they're great too and they're very motivational. But to have someone like Ryan Mannion this year, last year we had Dan Kerwin from the Maids International, you know, someone who's mm-hmm. who's taking this and is out on the road training staffs and 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 making sure that from an organizational standpoint that people get it and they're following it. So yeah, it's it, it's a great way to to learn some best practices when you're hearing it from the people that are doing it at some of the 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 best organizations in the country yeah so last little thing i just want to touch on because uh we're very passionate about servant selling which we kind of refer to it in shorthand um and i feel like more and more there is this alignment uh between like service and selling and then also we talk about marketing kind of all becoming the same thing um and the uh, that you know like you said you can get the same thing from anybody and from any salesperson but the service becomes really the differentiate differentiator so what do you think are some things that if you're a salesperson you're just listening into this um what are kind of some of the actionable things that you would encourage a salesperson to go, okay, so maybe I'm, I don't, I'm not in customer service. I don't answer inbound phone calls with people with issues or questions, but I'm out there kind of proactively selling. Um, but you know, I have past clients and things like that. What, what do you think are, are maybe one or two of the best things that a salesperson could, could walk out after listening to this and say, I need to, this is what I'm going to do. I, I need to put this into action. Yeah, great question. And one of the things that that I see, and you touched on this, where sales, service, marketing, they're all kind of melding together. You know, we we are very upfront, and John says this all the time. We are a customer experience organization. We don't provide sales training. We don't provide other types of training. It's customer. That's when you refer Southwestern Consulting. Right. That's what we do. Exactly. We say these these are the guys you need. But what we're finding is more and more organizations that that are a, a primarily sales focus that you know have a large sales force are reaching out to us and we've been working with them because you know they're they're realizing that while they may have some great sales training and and have some great sales folks that the service or the consistency of the service they are providing is is what's lacking and what needs to really be focused on to, to get them over the top. So, you know, we work with sales organizations all the time. As a matter of fact, to answer your question about what can salespeople focus on, I like to call it, what, what's your service footprint? Who, who are you talking to? I was just in Phoenix earlier this week working with a client of ours, and I got to go out with some salespeople. I got to go out and do some um, cold calls with some of the sales folks, and I got to go out and do some more warm appointments with with some people. And it was a great experience to see what they were doing. But, you know, one of the things that I think salespeople have to remember is who are they talking to during the course of the day? How are you you having that conversation with the gatekeeper, right? I mean, that that person can be very, very important based on the company's size, and and you you never know what their role is. They just happen to be sitting at the front desk when you walk in, or you you never know. And so how are you treating them? Are, are you building rapport with them? Are you building a relationship with them? I, you know, I, I see a lot of times where the, the gatekeeper is, is treated as just the person doing their job. We don't even, never get their name, never thank them. 
And so, you know, it's really the entire footprint of, of the service you're providing because that may come back to bite you. You never know. So, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is to just make sure that you're, you're truly listening. You're listening to what the conversation is. You're, you're, you're letting the conversation take you where it needs to go. You're not necessarily focused on the next call I have to make or the, the next appointment I have to rush off to. I mean, if, if that's the case, then maybe you have to look at, at how you're scheduling because when you, when you have that client interaction time, make sure you're making the most of it. Make sure that you are listening and going down those paths and listening for secret service, listening for, for customer intelligence that will, is going to help you build a better relationship. You know, if someone, if someone happens to say, uh, I, my, my daughter is getting married this weekend, are, are they an important enough client where you, you find out where it is and you send a gift? I mean, be thinking that way, be thinking beyond just that transaction, because if you, if you think that way, you're going to get more than just that one transaction. If you're not, maybe you don't. Hmm. I love it. Think beyond that one transaction. That's, that is such great stuff. Well, uh, Dave Murray is who you've been listening to from the DeJulius group, our friend John DeJulius. Secret Service Summit is the name of the event that's coming up. Uh, check it out, secretservicesummit.com. If you go, you will bump into a whole table full of people from Southwestern Consulting, which will be cool. Uh, and I, I promise you're going to love it. I know several of the speakers that are there, and they are they're some of the best in the world. And these guys are first, first class. So, um, Dave, man, thank you for coming, and, and just thank you for sharing your, your message and your mission with the world. It, it makes a big difference. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Well, I just love those guys. I love it. I'm a believer in it. Secret service, a customer service, customer experience. I, I'm all in. I'm all in. And it is, it's an opportunity to create differentiation, just like Dave is talking about. Man, uh, more and more, I think it's going to matter because it's like products can be produced, uh, knowledge can be reproduced, but that customer experience that is a big, big deal. And so what I want to do is translate some of the things that I gathered from Dave and combine them with some of the things that we talk about Southwestern Consulting to really talk through how to uh, use customer intelligence when you're servant selling, right? So how do we how do we take this and apply it, you know, like directly to sales specifically, um, but even even just, you know, if you're not in sales, just think of it in terms of like, building relationship with people for whatever reason or, uh, you know, for negotiating or for um, influencing if you're leading somebody. But um, so there's a couple different parts. And I think the first part is, is the most the most important, which is that you just have to focus on it, right? The, the whole deal here is we're really working, I think, against like the nature of man. Like the nature of man is to be so self-centered, and I don't, I don't mean like selfish, not necessarily just always looking out for my own interests at the expense of yours, but I know that it's very much, it's, it's like a part of our biology to be self-centered, strictly for survival, right? Like we're not, we're not programmed, our, our brains weren't programmed for success, we're programmed for survival. And survival means looking out for myself, like literally looking out for my self-interest, for my self-safety. Well, in the world today, where most of us don't live in a world where we're, we're, we're perpetually feeling threatened for our lives, we, we 
then default to just being self-centered, which means that we process every choice, every decision, every thought, every word that we say is all about how does it affect us? What do we like or not like? And it takes incredible discipline and incredible commitment and incredible intention and focus to break away from self-centeredness and move into selflessness. That is, and that's the whole part here, is being concerned about other people and, and allowing ourselves to have our mind share occupied with other people's needs and not just our own needs. I think that is that is the core here of both servant selling and secret service. And I think, you know, obviously there's a, there's a huge overlap. So I think that's the first part. It's just, it's the mindset. It's a complete awareness, which is one of the reasons why it's great having Dave on the show. And we'll probably have those guys come back every so often because it, it just takes so much reinforcement. And I loved what he was talking about where he was saying, um, you know, think beyond the singular transaction. If, if, you're, if we treat people, right, as if they're a transaction, if, if we're just interested in them serving our purpose for this transaction so I can get on to the next transaction, then that's exactly what we will get out of people. We will get one sale, one exchange uh, at best. But if we think about people as a long-term relationship, then we will build towards a long-term relationship. We'll get a long-term relationship, right? Like a lot of people who are so transactional in their selling process, they think, well, oh gosh, you know, like what's the key to like getting a repeat business or whatever? Well, the key to getting repeat business is thinking about each person as a person that you're going to develop a long-term relationship with. That's that's the difference. It's it's not even just in what you say, it's in how you think about it. And so like so many things, whether we're talking about the significance calculation of multiplying time or we're talking about the paradox principle, it comes down to thinking long-term. That is like the key to everything. Certainly the key here to servant selling, gathering customer intelligence, using, using it, and... Um, just treating people right, really, and, and treating people superior, treating people excellently, treating people with care and, um, you know, just with, with a sense of, of reverence almost for your customers and your prospects. And, and that's, so that's, it starts with the mindset. It's all about focus. The second thing is a very practical thing, which is to listen, right? To pay attention. When somebody says, I'm going on vacation, you, you actually have to hear that. When somebody says, my kids are going back to school next week, that, you ha- that has to register in your brain as a, an opportunity to, to gather customer intelligence. It, it, it's, if we don't hear it, right, if we only hear things through a self-centered lens, then we never hear the golden nuggets about other people because all we're just thinking about is how does this affect me and then we're moving on to the next thing and it doesn't even show up on our radar it doesn't even click in our register that there there is an opportunity here so we have to really listen and we're what we're listening for are, are, are what we call golden nuggets that's what we call this is how you get customer intelligence for us in the sales process the way that we would classify and categorize it at Southwestern Consulting is pre-approach. This is all of the information that you gather before you contact your prospect 
or after you've closed the sale and you use it for the purpose of getting repeat business and referrals and things like that. Um, so it's pre-approach. It's before the approach. And you're, what you're listening for, you have to train your brain to listen for golden nuggets. Now, what are these golden nuggets? They're, they're random pieces of information that a stranger wouldn't normally know, right? And most salespeople dismiss them entirely, right? Oh, you're going on vacation. Okay, whoop-de-doo, I don't care. Well, they, it, again, it flew right over our head. We missed it. Or when somebody says that they have a yellow dog named Trixie. Or when somebody says, hey, I was at the Titans game last week. Or when somebody says, you know, I go to this church. Or uh, somebody says, I love purple. Or they, they, they say, uh, you know, my favorite thing is champagne. Any of those things, those are golden nuggets. They have maybe no value to you in the short term. But that's why we have to think long term. And you have to, to, to really wire yourself to, to pay attention because that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff, right? The, the, those are the things that separate you from either a complete stranger or just a salesperson who's only interested in getting your commission, right? Part of this is you have to actually care about people. You have to be interested in people. It's not just, can I get a commission from them? Can I just get a sale from them and move on to the next person? It's like you, you have to work to genuinely take an interest in other people, and that is unnatural. So that brings us to the, the next step. So I mean, there's four little parts to this. So focus is the first one, right? It's all about mindset. Listen is the second one. That's part mindset, part behavior and action. The third part is gather. Gather and collect. And, and by that, obviously you have to be listening, but it means to document would be another way to say this, to, to catalog right? Collect and catalog. So now you have trained your brain to pay attention, right? Like you've, you have first trained your brain to get outside of yourself. Then you have trained your brain to listen for the golden nuggets. And now you have to train your brain to take action and, and, and execute the discipline of capturing and documenting and recording and cataloging what the golden nugget is. You have to record that somewhere that you can remember it. Like leaving it in your brain is not a safe bet. That's not going to work. It's not systematic enough. And even if you you did, even if you were able to recall 100% of that information, it's not scalable because it doesn't transfer to other people in your organization. So you have to create a system here or a process. And this is something I think we need to do more work on at Southwestern Consulting. Um, we, do, we do have a golden nugget note template. So in our CRM um, that we use, you can, you can click a, a, a note template for golden nuggets. And then it pulls up a list of, of kind of like questions like what's their kid's name where do they work what sports team do they love what's their favorite food what are their hobbies like and we can just like sort of document that stuff there um but it's not the best system and we're not really executing it as well as we need to be um but you ha it's at least a start and and you have you have to have something right you have to have something that uh, you know is at least for you to access and then at some point hopefully you can figure out a system to to enable your team to access it and this is one of the things we're focused on i mean customer experience quality improvement is like the theme of the year for southwestern consulting and it's every single project we touch and is it's all about enhancing the experience for our coaching clients 
uh, and our consulting clients and our speaking clients. And, and we're just, it's, we're, we're, we're very focused on it and it's a huge project. It's, it's going to probably go on for, you know, several years, um, if not at least a few years. So you have to gather it and store that information. And that's a discipline thing. It's a decision, but it's a discipline and, and you have to execute that. And then number four is that you have to use that information. So now you have that information in your possession, but it does zero good if you aren't actually using it, right? If you have just to have the pre-approach isn't going to serve you well if you're not actually using it and putting it into action. So there is a couple different ways, I guess two primary times that we we use, um, or, or three really, three primary times that we are using golden nuggets um, or using pre-approach or customer intelligence, cu- customer intelligence as, as Dave called it. And I like, I like that term also, um, is the, um, so first of all, is just when you're building rapport with somebody. So for us, pre-approach is directly speaking to the idea of approaching a prospect for the first time. And when you approach them, if you have pre-approach, you're going to utilize that in the approach, right? So if I say, uh, you know, hey, John, you and I haven't had a chance to meet yet. The reason I'm giving you a call is because Dave Murray actually suggested that I call you. He was telling me that you two went to high school together at whatever high school, and uh, you guys were the lambkins. That was your mascot. You were some lambkins, right? Is, is that right? And they go, oh, my gosh, you know, thinking about high school. And now you've totally opened the conversation. That has nothing to do with a sales pitch, nothing to do with what company you're from or what you're doing, you're establishing the relationship first. And that's how you sell. You sell out of relationships, right? That is the better way to sell. You build a relationship, you sell out of the relationship. You don't sell to people and then build a relationship. Um, So we're doing that first. We're building that relationship by utilizing the golden nugget, the the, the random piece of information that a stranger wouldn't wouldn't know. So you use it when you're building rapport, and then you use it all throughout the sales process, right? Is you're, you're capturing it and um, you can use it when you're closing. You can use it when you're solidifying the business. You can say, you know, thank you so much for, for choosing to do business with me today. I'm, I'm sure that your daughter, Lily, is, uh, you know, when we help you save all that money, hopefully some of that money will go into your pocket and uh, we'll help you pay for Lily's college. Right now, it's just that nice little finishing touch that cements and solidifies that relationship. It's so powerful. It's showing that you care, and you ha- and you really do care. Like you have to to do this. You have to work at it. So you're by just doing this process, you're proving that you you care, and and that really really matters. The other time I think when we use it is following up with past clients for for gifts and um, you know client anniversaries and and that kind of thing. So those are a couple times that uh, or a couple a couple ways that you might actually actually use this information. Now in terms of how do you gather this information? I mean most of it is just about listening. It's just about paying attention to what your prospect says, but another thing that I want to point you to which people do not value enough or take advantage of enough is is the internet is perfect for golden nuggets social media first of all is a great one if you can look up someone's linkedin profile you're going to find out what college they went to you're going to find out all their past jobs you're going to see uh recommendations from people that they know i mean duh it's a complete no-brainer same with facebook i mean if you're you're not if they don't 
if they have a private profile, you might not be able to look it up, but a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people have a public profile and you can just look right on there and see like, well, they were at the lake last weekend or they celebrated somebody's birthday or, you know, they just turned 40 or whatever. Like all sorts of uh, social media is, is an absolute gold mine for golden nuggets. Social media is a gold mine for golden nuggets. And then the other thing is just Google. I mean, I don't think, people do this enough, but you know, you can just search a name. Um, and, and if you're selling to companies, like if you're B2B, you should use golden nuggets with companies They're un under Google, like go to your Google search, type something in. And then under the search bar, you'll see where it says news. And if you click on news, it pulls up all the, all the news media related to that company. Uh, you could do it with a person's name. I mean, you can search so much on Google just related to a specific person. It's crazy the stuff that you can find. So it's not hard to find golden nuggets. You find them in regular conversation. You find them on social media. You can find them from Google. It's all about a decision and a discipline to start paying attention. And isn't that the truth about everything? It's just a, it's a decision and then some discipline behind it. And I hope, you know, at least for me, it's, it's really a struggle to break free from that self-centeredness. And it, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's against the natural human condition, but it is worth it because when you do this, you show people that you care, you're, you're going the extra mile and it makes a difference. And if you do that for people, then I think they will do business with you. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that really helps us out. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.